and welcome to Retcon Radio, Episode 2. I'm Nathan. And I'm Jeff. And today we're going to be talking about the art of the retcon. You know, we, we thought it was a... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm still distracted by... I'm sorry. I just found it earlier today, and I'm having too much fun with it. It's he's easily amused, I uh, promise. I, I'm not that easily amused. Yeah. Okay, I'm easily amused. Ask me any question. No. Come on, come on, do it, do it. <laughs> so, Jeff, are you in the mood for pizza right about now? And we could go on forever. And but we're not. But back to the thing, yeah, today, oh, well, it is kind of funny, we, we call ourselves Retcon Roundtable, and the first thing we didn't talk about was retconning. Love it or hate it, it's out there, and it's a major part of everything, and I think it's, well, it's definitely been leaking over to movies. I mean, we can see, like, through, through most of the Marvel movies, the ones that have reverted to Marvel ended up getting a reboot. Which I think is just a dumb way of saying retcon. Like, well, Hulk. Well, I consider there being that there's two types. There's the hard retcon and the soft retcon. The See, hu- we're getting technical here, so follow along, kids. Right. The hard retcon is Spider-Man. From Spider-Man 3 to Spider-Man 4, we're essentially saying, okay... Nothing happened. That's a hard retcon. So essentially, nothing to see here. Move along, move along. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Oh, do they have a neuralizer before we go in there? Be like, ooh, there was no Spider-Man 3. It was a weather balloon. Swamp gas. (laughs) And the light of Venus. (laughs) All refracted off the bald spot in the back of Tommy Lee Jones' head. And for some reason, they told me to go get a new dress. Well, and the drapes, too. Don't forget the drapes. (sighs) But yeah, yeah, I see what you're talking about there. And the soft retcon? Would be be Hulk. Where you've got... Where you've got the first movie and you've got the second movie. The second movie said, okay, the origin story happened. But it's essentially not... This is the origin story that happened. Well, it still kind of ignored just about everything in it. And... And the origin story was something that was already accepted. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it really was just another origin tale. They just went about it in a much more, I think, graceful fashion. And that's why I view it as a definite film retcon, just because it did just ignore... Well, see, I view it as a soft retcon because they didn't make us sit through it like they're going to do with Spider-Man. Yeah, but... well. As you know, I've already said I think Spider-Man's going to be the big surprise of the summer, and I'm really excited for it um, for well, a number of reasons. But you know, well, no, I agree. It's it's going to be a little bit closer to the comic, except I, from a trailer I saw, I don't think it's going to be Gwen that goes this time. Oh, I, I you know what I think they're going to do? They're going to do what they should have done before. They're going to get us to like Gwen Stacy. They're going to get us to care for her. And right when people who haven't read it finally start caring for her, they're going to kill her. And they're going to enjoy doing it. And be like, hey, 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 we got them. 
and everyone will be going, oh, where did that come from? It's so shocking. And then there'll be us geeks who are like, yeah, read we it. saw it coming. We saw it coming. I still think they're going to go ahead with that, and I just think they're going to actually take time to get us to like her. I mean, it's a big part of his story that she dies. I think it's kind of telling that she's the only character in the movies that, in the or not in the movies, in the comic books that ha- you've said has essentially stayed dead. Yeah, I don't think they've quite brought. I think they've brought everyone else back at this point. Or not killed them at all in the first place when they probably should have. Oh, I'm pretty sure they've killed them, but I just wasn't looking. Well, I'm thinking of Aunt May. Oh, yeah, she tripped one day and oh, fell into a sniper bullet. I think I almost missed that one. It was so subtle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, okay, since we're going to disagree on the whole, how about I can't believe it's not Star Wars for a soft retcon? Oh, Star Trek. I was or wondering, you could call it that one. I was wondering when you were going to bring up Star Trek. I, I didn't bring it up at all last week. Or a week before last, <laughs> since we missed last week. Star Trek. I, yeah, that, that's essentially a retcon. You know, because... But hey, is that a retcon because they were actively playing to retcon? Or can't we just assume maybe J.J. Abrams didn't even care? I think J.J. just... Like... <gasps> Explosions! Linton's flare! Spaceships! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know what I want to see in my movie? And I, I complain every time. And you know the complaint I make every movie I go to. Why is there no tenaforate in this movie? Oh, well... <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> true. But, but beyond that, the very second thing I say is, where's the lens flare? If this was realistic... Those lenses would be flaring, and we'd have a glare, and and Star Trek gave me that. It fulfilled that hope. It gave me everything I truly wanted. It was realism. It let us know that the camera was there. Yes, it did. Painfully, mind you. <laughs> but like the trailer for Super Ti- or what was it, Titanic Super 3D? Have you seen that? No, I have not. It, since everything's getting a 3D remake, it's a comedy, it's a spoof trailer making fun of the fact that, you know, Titanic's one thing that hasn't got to remake, so it's a 3D adaptation of Titanic. Mm-hmm. You know, and like Super 3, it makes you feel like you're there and they're throwing water on the guy, and like they're <laughs> spitting on him in the theater and he's wearing the glasses. And it says, it's updated soundtrack, and it has some kind of techno dubstep remix of My Heart Will Go On playing in the dancing scene. Uh, with contributions by George Lucas, and you see a bunch of stormtroopers and blasters inserted <laughs> in the scenes. J.J. Abrams and scenes have lens flare in them. You know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if George Lucas did it, though, if he had just a dolphin with a little too much personality. Maybe. And then the final contributing director is Michael Bay, and you just see people randomly start exploding <laughs> as they jump in the water. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I would actually. I think that would be a more interesting version of Titanic than the one I actually saw. So you're saying we should retcon Titanic? Maybe. 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 I would love to see Michael Bay's Titanic. Can't you imagine they hit that? They hit that iceberg, and the iceberg oh. just explodes. You're like, how does that make sense? How does ice explode? Michael Bay found a way. But, okay. It reminds me of the XKCD comic. <laughs> it, it, it's talking about 
it was talking about uh, when hur Hurricane Katrina hit. It was a w essentially a worst case scenario, and the news news the showed the news anchor says, "Doctor scientist, sir, what's a worst case scenario? This is a worst case scenario. Screw this. Let's ask Michael Bay." <laughs> <laughs> and he talks about how it's you know what would a worst case scenario be like? He goes through how this hurricane turns back around, comes down the river, and this gator is riding the wave, and this and that and the other. It's, it's quite amusing. I bet we might have to link people to that one, or they might they might be just as clueless as I am. I'm I'll, I'll post a link after we <laughs> get done recording. But, okay, let, let, let's, um, what's something you would love to see get retconned? Avatar. Avatar. Now that takes some explanation. Well, well, Avatar story. Well, Avatar for me was essentially Transformers for tree huggers. Okay, go into that because it was a tech. Technically, Avatar was a very superior movie. I went into it. I mean, the CGI. Coming out of it, the CGI was brilliant. CGI was very well done. Now, did you see it in 3D? No, I saw it in 2D. Oh, well, there's your problem. But even then, watching the movie, yes, I mean, the graphics were good. I can imagine in 3D it would have been fantastic. But at the same time, the story was so lacking. Well, I, it, here's the thing. I, I'm going to disagree that the story was lacking. I mean, it wasn't original, but it was definitely not lacking. Sam Worthington had no characterization. He was g the generic Marine with a heart of gold. Uh, yeah, but that's why would they hire Sam Worthington. That's his whole character in every movie he's in. Giovanni Ribisi mm. played the uh, CEO. He was generically greedy. Uh, Colonel Quaritch was generically stern. Mm -hmm. You know, a generic Marine. Mm -hmm. you, had, you had the typical noble savage trope going mm -hmm. on. And it's just, and it, I really I did. Think, I think I know how to sum up your feelings towards Avatar. <laughs> is that about right? That's about right, because <laughs> I go into it, it's like, oh, this is sci-fi, this is sci-fi, it's James Cameron, it's going to be great. And it showed in the spaceship in there that they got off of the Venture Star. In the that spaceship in the beginning of the movie was built like a real spaceship. It had, you know, spinning sections for gravity. You see Sam float out in zero gravity. It had the big, big radiator fins on the engines. It had, you know, they designed it looking very realistic. The planet had lower gravity than Earth, so the natives were skinnier and taller. The atmosphere wasn't quite like Earth, so they had to wear breather masks. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all the nice, sciencey, crunchy bits was there. Then it got to the part, oh, they can talk with the planet. They're one with the planet. No. Okay. It's like, oh, it's unobtainium. That's lazy screenwriting. <laughs> yeah, that, I, even I can't argue against that. It's, he, he broke, and we didn't even see how Earth was to, so that we could sympathize with anyone. It's like, he broke the rule. He broke what I consider a main rule. Show, don't tell. Don't tell us Earth is dying. Show us it's dying. Mm -hmm. it, well, 
no, no, I understand. So, you would like if maybe he had a redo. Just go back, give Giovanni Ribisi some more, some actual characterization. Give people actual characterization. Don't... Sigourney Weaver's character had the mo- was the most real person in the movie. And that's because she smoked. I mean, she had quirks. And, you know, it's just... Everyone else was just so bland. Uh, I, I think I can see what you're talking about. I guess in a sense, um, since the movie was essentially to show off this new technology. And I think, you know, I did see it in IMAX 3D, so the entire time I wasn't, I didn't have brain power to process things like story, characters, or plot. My eyes were just like wide open. I was like, what? Oh! <gasps> Oh, I can touch them. I can touch them. Uh, it really wasn't that bad. I'm, I'm exaggerating here, but... Yeah. That, I'll say that and another thing I saw at the time a message board I hung on out. Another thing they, they brought up were the aliens were generically designed aliens. You know, it's, oh, they're cat people. Everybody loves cats. We'll make them cat people. I'm going to guess you don't like cats? I don't mind cats, but I wanted to see some originality. <laughs> oh, I think you're asking too much of filmmakers. Like, everything's been done. District 9. True, true, true. District 9 was totally... Well, District 9 essentially is a political statement. Because there are, from my understanding, there are like actual refugee camps and such like that yeah, in yeah, South yeah. Africa. But it was still different. Yeah, it I mean, was a nice spin on it. I mean, um... And the aliens didn't look roughly humanoid. They were actually alien. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's true, that's true. So, what would you, if you, other than this is Shadow Tell, what else would you do with Avatar? I, I honestly think Avatar should have been a syndicated miniseries. Mm-hmm where it's syndicated on, like, the major networks. They all show it. And, or it should have been... My problem is, if he really wanted to show this world, he should have skipped the... He should have skipped the big tech and introduced it to us in, say, a miniseries on NBC or CBS. But then he wouldn't have been able to do the 3D, which was what his real... Well, well, no. You, you introduce it to us in the miniseries. And then, you, at the end of the miniseries, mini coming this fall to theaters. Okay, okay. No one's ever done that, but... Well, what's... I mean, it hasn't been done, but I don't see why it couldn't be. Money. Yes, they would make more money off of it. Oh, 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 I see what you did there. I see what you did there. So, okay. Uh, I think, though, if... Hmm... I've been trying to think of a movie that I would just truly change if I could. And I've been thinking about it for a long time. And by long time, we mean the last 30 minutes. Oh, true, true. See, I immediately started thinking of comic books when I started thinking of retconning. Um, Well, I've got an idea, but go ahead. Well, you know what I'm going to mention. Yeah. You know know it. In fact, I'm just going to let you say it. 
I believe Jeff is mentioning the brand new day, one more day storyline with uh, in the Spider-Man universe. Yes. And I can't blame you for that. Like, here is the thing. I wish I could say I kept up with it more than I have, but I just, like, totally lost interest when they got to the brand new day. Uh, and then when they did their explanation comic book, when it turns out that really nothing got changed, and you're just kind of like, really? You... Bull, you bullshitted us this entire time, and then you don't really actually change anything for us. I was—I don't know—I was just ticked off. It felt—it—it it comes down to my views on Casada uh, that you know he's a money grubber. Well, hold on. First, first off, what did the brand for people who might not know? What did Brand New Day do to Spider-Man? Well, essentially, he makes a deal with the devil. To save Aunt May by giving up his marriage, and it you know he had already come out as um, he had already said you know came out as Peter Parker. Um, he was on the run as a fugitive, and his um, Aunt May got shot and all that, and she was dying. And well, uh, basically Satan comes on and says, "Hey, I got a deal for you." I'll I'll redo your secret identity. You'll have your Aunt May. But I want your marriage. And there was already a few problems with that because, in a sense, it kind of retconned some previous retcons that were retconning some other retcons. And it gets all kind of convoluted at times, but it kind of goes back to um, the House of M a little bit to me when he was in his happy universe... And he wasn't with Mary Jane. He was with Gwen. Yeah. Because I, I liked the house of him. Um, and that caused a bit of trouble, just because essentially he was had to admit that he was happy and it wasn't with her. So, I mean, when um, the devil comes and says, oh, your your marriage is perfect and blah, blah, I'm like, really? I mean, uh, they, they love each other, but really? I mean, that it's not that perfect, you know? I mean... Um, the other thing was, it just felt like a very weird choice. And and then I basically learned that, well, you know, they thought they've written themselves into a corner and that Peter Parker needed to be this certain kind of character. And, I mean, I believe in evolution of stories, and I also believe that, hey, why not just end Peter Parker's story if you've run out of ideas? You know? Yeah. Um... I, by retconning, I mean, I would just like to forget it ever happened. And, like, I think they could have, they have written better stories since then. But I don't think they needed to change much to write those stories. You know? Yeah. So by retconning, I mean, just let me forget it. Let me pretend it never existed. Yeah. So I know if I wanted to pretend something never existed, rather than change it, it'd definitely be, uh the world's most wanted storyline from Iron Man. Now, what happened in that story? In in World's Most Wanted, this is after the secret invasion goes down. Uh-huh. And Tony Stark takes the blame for what happens and he essentially becomes a fugitive. Mm-hmm. And Norman Osborn ends up picking up the pieces and becoming becoming the top man at the World Peacekeeping Organization. Mm-hmm. So what Norman puts out a hunt for Iron Man because Iron Man has in the database that's connected to his 
he's connected to via his extremis, which essentially connects connects him to any technology with his mind. Mm-hmm. So he's got in this database, he's got the identities of every superhero on the planet that's registered. Uh-huh. And so Norman wants that data. Norman's hunting down Tony to get the data, and Tony's going around deleting these servers that essentially contain his mind. And which for me, and it's, well, as he deletes the servers, it makes him dumber. Okay. Which, for me, is a problem because, A, Tony Stark is a freaking engineering genius. He doesn't have superpowers. He's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So, and then, two, deleting the servers that control his mind, or that that contain the data, is for me like saying, okay... I don't need I don't need to know anyone I met in fourth grade. How do I open a door? Uh-huh. That right there, it's it's like okay, I need to forget a person's name. Now I don't know how to start my car. <laughs> Although considering his first suit was primarily transistor powered, I think I may be asking a bit much. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's comics. They can't, yeah. Yeah. But so as he's going around this, he's deleting them. He's deleting the names, getting dumber. Uh, if, essentially, Norman gets caught on camera beating the snot out of Tony, mm-hmm. and Tony becomes a vegetable. Well, since after this, care transfers to his primary physician, Doctor Donald Blake, uh. the secret identity of Thor. So. They find Tony's backup plan, restart his mind, you know, put his mind back in there, restart his body using the little chest thing. So it's a film, re- it's a film change. So he now has because the films he had the little glowing chest piece. He now permanently has to keep the little glowing chest piece because it powers his brain, keeps him thinking. And the th- but the thing with it is, supposedly after he got extremis, he forgot. To back up his mind, mm. so he essentially forgot everything that's happened since the si- start <laughs> of the Civil War. Ah. <laughs> that's handy. And after that, he decided. But after he comes out, he decides he has too much blood on his hands. He's not going to be a weapons designer anymore. Hmm. And everybody just needs to hug everyone else. And I'm going to create a clean power source of energy to change the world and this is what I've always wanted now everybody that sees him now all his old friends that happen to come back and see him say oh you've always wanted this oh you've always wanted to make a no weapon a weaponless Iron Man this and that and the other and you know this is more what you've wanted and it's just <clears throat> it's a superhero comic you want to see lasers well, not only that, I want to see Tony being Tony. I don't mind if the character evolves. I had no problem with him becoming Secretary of Defense. But Tony has always been about big stick diplomacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's always been the kind of guy, I carry the bigger stick, you're going to do what I say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's honestly like they said in the first movie. The day guns are no longer needed to keep the peace... I will be building bricks and beams for baby hospitals. <laughs> Until then, I'm going to build guns for the good guys and make sure my tech is used correctly. Oh, that is go. Tony Stark. That makes sense. This 
actually brought me back to a movie I would love to see retcon, but I think it's going to shock you. Go ahead. The Lost World Jurassic Park. Well, if I'm changing it, I'd change it more like the book. Well, I just remember from that time, it's just there's a, there's a few story things that just didn't quite work for me in, in The Lost World Jurassic Park. I would also make it more like the book, but then again, I'd have to go make the first one like the book. I just never got... I remember that they always had... I don't know, do you remember the toys that they had coming out at that time? Vaguely. Like, where they were, like, mixing the dinosaurs together? Yeah, I think. Why couldn't they do something cool like that? I mean... I mean, they had so many different, you know, ideas that they were releasing in toys that we never got to see in a movie. Um, Well, that's the problem, though. A lot of those toys are designed mm -hmm. just to sell. Yeah, I know, but, I mean... I mean, it's one thing when you have dinosaurs that are seen in the movie that don't have a big part. It's the next one you're just kind of making things up. But just other little things. It's like... I remember it was like... It wasn't Hammond's son, was it? No, it was... His his son, his nephew, whatever. I don't think it was family. I think it was an outside investor. Because outside investors are bad. And this is a family company or something like that. Oh, no, no. It was a son. It was the black sheep. It was a family member. It was like the black sheep who wanted... Outside investors. Why did he feel the need to go to the island? I mean, it sounds like these guys are smart enough to keep that information around that they could start brewing their own dinosaurs in L.A. I mean, well, uh, I had a, I have a whole problem with the middle of L.A. thing. It just, <laughs> I, they should have known from right there. I realize, yes, they did it for filming, but they should have known from right there that this cannot be a good thing. And that just blatantly cannot be a good thing. Because we all saw how well the security issues worked on the island in the first place. Let's put these guys in the middle of a populated city. Well, you know, it goes back to the first one where he's like, you know, your your scientists were always wondering whether much if they could. They never stopped to think if they should. And it's obviously more the case there. But you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. They got all the information available to them. I mean... It's one thing if they're trying to find out why these dinosaurs are still alive, because they're supposed to be dead. Yeah. And then some sneak back to L.A. That's one thing. But this whole idea that they were quite literally bringing them back for a zoo, I mean, it's just like, surely somebody else had the formula. I mean, those doc, not all those, those scientists weren't necessarily killed. Here's the thing. I mean... What I if they desperately needed to set it, what I would have done as a businessman. Not granted, this is not Hollywood businessman. This is actual businessman. But if I was going to do something like that, now what I'd do mm-hmm. is I'd set it on an offshore oil platform. Mm-hmm. We've got like similar to what uh, one of the PayPal founders is talking about doing, where he wants to uh, create. He's supporting this like micro nation startup where each nation is on like a old oil platform and is, you know, mm-hmm. its own independent sovereign nation in, ter- in international waters. Mm-hmm. You know, do something similar to that. Set up a bunch of old oil oil rigs mm-hmm. and keep them there. That way it's far enough off and then, you know, run people by helicopter. Because 20, what, 22 miles, 22 kilometers? Yeah. That's, or even 200-something miles or kilometers or whatever uh-huh. territorial waters are. 
is not that far for a helicopter right. or a plane. Have them a helicopter, they land on one, they take a quick gondola ride or whatever. Mm -hmm. You've got all the little pins, and if power goes down, oh, look, they're out here in the middle of nowhere, let's bomb the platform. Mm -hmm. Well, that's then you wouldn't have no movie. Well, no, I realize that. Yeah, I, I really mean, do. I mean, um, I don't know. It's just kind of, they could have tweaked that a little bit. I mean, I, I'm for the whole going to the island idea. If it was me doing it, I would have just been like, hey, those dinosaurs are supposed to be dead. And so they go there to find out why. And then they run into some crazy stuff, you know, that they weren't expecting. You know, I mean, it's set up perfectly for that stuff. Not, oh, let's go run the zoo in L.A. Earth first. And, oh, save the planet Earth first. And journalism. I remember there was a guy who, he's like, hey, hey, I don't want to get paid. Just let me hunt a Tyrannosaurus. And I'm like, you're crazy. It was character motivation. It... No, no, I liked him. Yeah. I just thought it was crazy and that cool kind of crazy but that was be one movie that if i could i would retcon it and make changes and oh yeah oh yeah and you know i'm not even gonna go into jurassic park three uh, well i i've got my own theories about that but we are out of time for this week so this is nathan and jeff and we're signing off good night kitties wait a minute what you said we're signing off we are signing off. <laughs> Good night, folks. Good night.